Coming up, we'll tell you why, if you've got the latest iPhone or Apple Watch, you may want to think twice before climbing aboard that ride at the amusement park. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. This being our 27th year covering consumer tech, it's the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of October 14th, 2022. And we thank you for tuning in. Thank you even more when you join in and participate on the show. We've got some tech news and commentary, and then we've got a bunch of your calls and a whole bunch of other good things to share with you this week on the show, do we not? We do. Okay. Have you seen that cute little prime robot that was delivering packages? No. You haven't? I haven't paying attention. Oh, okay. Well, they killed it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Amazon <laughs> shut down its Scout home delivery robot program and plans to reassign the 400-person team that was working on that initiative. They seem to be shutting down a lot lately. Yeah, they do. We've got a little piece coming up later in the show from our friend uh, Alfred Poor about them uh, shutting down some telehealth stuff. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I know. I mean, telehealth is supposed to be helping people. Yeah. Well, leave it to Amazon and exactly. Jeff, Jeff Bozos and company to say, nah, shut it down. Yeah. We're not helping people. Basically, they're not making enough money, so they're stopping things. Yeah, pretty much. Including killing little cute robots. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Speaking of making money, TikTok is reportedly building its own shopping fulfillment centers in the U.S. Oh, God. This is according There's to, a bunch of empty Amazon ones they yeah. could use. <laughs> well, this is according to more than a dozen job postings first spotted by Axios. Whoa. The LinkedIn job listings include global fulfillment center positions in Seattle and Los Angeles. TikTok has already made e-commerce ambitions in the U.S. clear, and the job descriptions double down on the company's focus on shopping features. According to listings, TikTok plans to provide warehousing, delivery, and returns for merchants to, quote, ensure fast and sustainable growth of TikTok shop. <laughs> TikTok shop. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to have prime days. They'll probably call them TikTok days. You think? Yeah. TikTok shop days yeah. or something. But that's interesting. Somebody taking on... Jeff Bozos and World and yeah, company. It's like everybody wants to be everybody else. You know, we, we had a story in the tech news. We don't want to be anybody couple, else. Well, this is true. We yeah. had a story in the tech news out a couple of weeks ago about uh, Twitter becoming TikTok because they're you know in, interesting features that make them just like TikTok. TikTok is trying to become Amazon, and <laughs> you know, Amazon's just trying to become everybody else. Yeah. Well, they're just trying to take over everybody else yeah. and then lay people off like crazy. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But you mentioned our tech newsletter. I did. Which I hope everyone listening subscribes to. It's free. It's once a week. We don't spam anybody. All we ask for is your email address when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. little box pops up, and you put your email address in. And then watch your email. Check your spam filter, perhaps, because there'll be a subsequent email that says, click here, and you're in. It's a double opt-in thing because we don't spam anybody. And then you'll get our free once-a-week tech newsletter full of, are you ready? 
tech news. Wow. And who's on the show this week? Wow. And some hmm thoughts to make you... Wow! No, oh. to make you LOL. Oh. Or lull, as some people like to say. Or slap your forehead sometimes. Or slap your knee. Yeah. It slap something. Yeah. Slap somebody next to you. Whatever. It's got a bunch of stuff in it that we think you'll like. We have very, very few unsubscription requests ever. But it's easy. You just click the thing at the bottom if it's like, yeah, you didn't make me laugh enough. Unsubscribe. Well, it's kind of a silly reason, but okay. We don't have a problem. You can easily unsubscribe. But we hope you subscribe, and most people continue to receive it and like it and have fun with it and so forth. Yeah, I mean, we did get one unsubscribe request that I think was the only legitimate reason. You know, the the whole reason that was put was deceased. Now we don't know if it was somebody <laughs> answering for that person or if they were telling us themselves. You know, I'm deceased. Don't send it anymore. I could be. Yeah. Well, we don't know, but we didn't pry. Right. We simply <laughs> allowed the system to automatically unsubscribe them. Yeah. And we had a moment of silence. Right. Speaking of moment of silence, uh, we got uh, a nice thank you card from a listener the other day. Oh, yeah? This happens rarely. We send a plethora of prizes out every week. And once in a while, it's nice when we hear from somebody, this this card says, thanks for making the world a nicer place. And we opened it very hesitantly because we thought, "Uh uh-oh. And it says, one smile at a time. And then somebody named David wrote, thank you for the nice webcam. Well, that was nice. Yes. And we didn't save the envelope, but I want to say it was from somewhere maybe Mississippi, but it was from a listener who received a prize for participating. Who hasn't Look here, given, I'm holding yeah. it up to the radio, so you can yeah. see it's a very nice card. So thank you, David. A listener who hasn't given up on the lost art of sending notes. Yeah. Handwritten thank you notes. Or just saying thank you. Yeah. You know, which we do get occasional email that says, oh, hey, I got my prize. Thank you. It's it's being used or we love it or, you know, whatever. Of course, Or I'll re-gift it. That's fine. Whatever. Of course, we also get some emails of people that say, hey, I participated, but I never heard from your prize closet, which reminds us to tell you to check your spam filters. That's true. Because you might have a little something from graveline.com in your spam filter. Or maybe your long-lost Uncle Joe and wonder why you haven't heard from him in a while, it's because he got stuck in your spam filter. So do check that periodically, as well as backing up your important data regularly. You should do that. You should. In the cloud, off-premise, whatever, but back up your important data so you don't have a catastrophic event. Right. To build its second-generation Starlink network, SpaceX is aiming to conduct frequent rocket launches weekly, to start, but potentially ramping up to once every few days. SpaceX will span nearly, get this, 30,000 satellites. Wow. A huge increase from the 4,408 first-gen Starlink satellites that SpaceX is currently authorized to operate in low orbit. They're going to have so many satellites in in low Earth orbit, 30,000 of them, they're going to block the sun. Yeah. Then what do we do? Thanks, Elon. Uh-huh. I remember when we used to have sun, even here in Miami. <laughs> They're going to have to build new rockets that'll dodge their satellites on the way out of the. the That's atmosphere. also true because <laughs> if there's that many satellites in low Earth orbit, wow! I mean, everybody who's sending things up into space is going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Yeah. 
Last month, Apple launched the iPhone 14 and a new line of Apple Watches. Uh, the models feature crash detection, which can recognize when you've been in a serious car crash and alert emergency authorities and any important contacts. That could be very handy. Yeah. Uh, but as a Wall Street Journal report uncovered, the feature doesn't always work as intended. Uh-oh. In one example, a woman was carrying an iPhone 14 Pro while riding a roller coaster at an amusement park in Cincinnati. When she checked her phone after the ride, she noticed several missed calls and voice messages from an emergency dispatcher. The woman learned that while she was on the roller coaster, the phone's crash detection feature triggered and automatically called 911. Oh, geez. Of course, Apple oh, no. couldn't uh, immediately be reached for comment. No, of course not. In a statement to the Wall Street Journal, the company did say that the feature offers peace of mind and that developers would keep improving it over time. Do you think? Yeah, because <laughs> there's a big difference between falling in a roller coaster where you're, you don't have a crash detected. It's not yeah, necessarily but, a sudden stop, a jolt or something. It's but you get, falling. But you get those rapid changes in G-force, which apparently is what the crash detection looks oh for when detecting a crash. So if you got the new iPhone, don't go on a roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe have somebody uh, off to the side hold it. Somebody trusted. Hey, hold my phone while I go on this ride. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't just hand it to a stranger. Why not? Because <laughs> they and your phone won't be there What you, you do is you look for somebody with an Android device, because they can be trusted. Right. And, <laughs> and then you say, would you mind holding my Apple Watch just so I can take this ride and it won't call 911. Yeah. And then somebody would say, uh, sure. And then you'll see it on eBay when you get back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sleep experts have discovered that technology workers take the most naps while on the job. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh, You're supposed to be a broadcaster, not a technology worker. I'm a technology broadcaster. You're right. Well, there you go. Amerisleep gathered research surrounding sleep habits at work and found that the technology industry takes that top spot for the sleepiest industry in America where employees take the most naps while you're on the clock. Stop it. Construction workers, this is scary, take the second spot on the list. <laughs> and the third spot, government employees. Well, that, that's no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the lowest percentage of workers taking a daytime nap at work are the arts, entertainment, and recreation industry. Oh. I guess because if the recreation industry and so forth, they're moving around a lot. Right. So you don't tend to be just sitting there and dozing off. But technology workers, number one. Construction workers, yikes. <laughs> Number two. Of course, government employees, I'm surprised they're not number one. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? Let us know your thoughts at 800-899-INTO, unless you've dozed off. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 
Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Omnipod. Discover virtually pain-free insulin delivery with no multiple daily insulin injections. Visit Omnipod.com slash Dave for more info. Again, that's Omnipod.com slash Dave. And when you do the slash Dave, you'll see why I like it so much and how it has helped me immensely and millions of others. So do visit Omnipod.com slash Dave. Tell them I sent you. And then you'll want to stay tuned because coming up in a little while, a few minutes, Dave will be chatting with Mike Cole. Well, a few minutes is a little while. I I don't want to make it seem like you're coming up in a few weeks or something. No, coming up shortly. Yes. There'll be a conversation with Mike Cole, the editor-in-chief of Way Away. They're a company that has flight search options with cash back. I found it quite interesting when we did this interview. So I hope everyone listening now finds it as interesting. So stay tuned. We know how important it is to exercise our bodies, but how do you go about exercising your brain? With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladakh. Thanks, Dave. Solving problems can be a headache at times, but solving puzzles could have some lasting benefits on your brain. Jigsaw puzzles have been shown to improve your short-term memory, which is beneficial for your attention span. Puzzle solving exercises both sides of the brain, causing you to think logically and creatively to put the picture together. This activity will also give you a chance to unplug from screen time, unwind from stress, and can bring you closer with your loved ones. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladakh. Back to you, Dave. I'm puzzled. (laughs) Because I don't do puzzles, I should. Another great tip from Victoria. The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip is brought to you by Human Touch for products that help you recover, revitalize, and relax every day. You want to be sure to visit humantouch.com. See, and you used to make fun of me for doing jigsaw puzzles and things like that. Well, I made fun of you because you were doing them that were like six pieces, you know, no, and, I, you, I and would, you were, you know, 18. I would do at, at least an 18-piece puzzle. At least. Oh, wow. <laughs> Carl in the Dakotas. Use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Carl. I have an older brother laser printer. It's not wireless, and I was wondering if there's such a thing as a USB dongle that I could attach to the printer that would turn it into a wireless printer using Windows 10? Well, Carl, interesting question. Probably not, but you may get lucky. The reason we say probably not is because the printer's old, and normally the wired-to-wireless devices come from the manufacturer, who will probably not be supporting wireless printing for an older model. Now, if your model has an Ethernet port, you should be able to plug it into your router. That would make it part of the same network your wireless devices can access. And then you'd be able to print wirelessly. Yeah, now, if you have an old computer laying around, you might also be able to turn that into a print server by connecting your printer to it and sharing it over the network. Well, you can get real fancy. Now you'd have a print server. Yeah. Uh, now, you can also do that using small, cheap computers like Raspberry Pis as well, but that's not likely to be worth your while right now, especially since they're hard to find, and the ones that you can find are selling for well over their MSRP at the moment. Yeah, that's really weird. It's almost like a, a new car. You know, it's like, huh, guess what? You're paying sticker price if you want it uh-huh. because they're hard to come by. That's the chip shortage for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. But speaking of shortages, though, am I the only one that when shopping at the supermarket thinks that they've raised all the prices on everything just because they can? Yes. 
I mean, no, you're not have the you, only one. Okay. <laughs> yes, they have. I've, yeah, they have. <laughs> I mean, I'm, everything I look at down the aisle that I might normally grab, whatever. I like those little shrimp cocktail platters. That they were six ninety nine at Publix. They're now ten ninety nine, and it's like, give me a break. What's up with that? But I mean, everything is is being blamed on the shortages, and that's in you know, supply chain and prices are. I love this time of year cinnamon brooms. I mean, who doesn't love the the scent of cinnamon? It's so nice. They're another buck or two each. Why? Cinnamon doesn't cost more. It's a ship- Chip shortage. Yeah. But that's the thing. I am convinced that a lot of these stores, all of them probably, are saying, you know what, let's take advantage and just raise the price on everything. And Or, of course, the other thing that manufacturers are doing is they're making smaller quantities of stuff and trying to keep the price the same. Well, you're, it's still costing more. You're not uh-huh. getting the same. I'm sick of it. I, I can see. Be sure to vote in November <laughs> because we got to fix this. Chris in Millsboro, Delaware, welcome into tomorrow. I have a question on the new iPad Air. It seems that when you try to run Microsoft programs, the programs run slower than other programs. Is there something I can do to speed that up, or is that just the way it is on the new iPad Air? Well, Chris, the current iPod Air is a powerful tablet, and it's not itself sluggy. However, software can be optimized for different architectures, and it is possible that Microsoft hasn't gone out of its way, no surprise there, to optimize their offerings to run better on a new Apple product. Long term, that would probably be short-sighted of them, of course. The truth is that switching from Office to Google's workspace takes minutes, costs the same, and once someone switches to a product that works normally, they're unlikely to start up another paid subscription just to see if the old product got any better. The same goes for Outlook or any cloud storage, for example. Yeah. Now, of course, having said that, they may see it differently, and they may have vested interest in making tablets seem inadequate for work so that more people settle for laptops running their operating system uh, when they would otherwise not need them. Uh, In any case, Microsoft software will need to be updated to take advantage of the new hardware and squeeze the most out of it that it can. Uh, But the new iPads are more than capable of running Microsoft's programs. Yeah. So, Chris, I hope we've helped you out a little bit there. Of course, a lot of uh, Apple users would probably be screaming and saying, just get Mac products. You know, get Apple products and you won't have that problem because they'll all play nice together. And they'd be right. But I don't recommend that you do that if you're in a Windows world, for example, and you want to stick with Microsoft programs or Google and that sort of thing, then you know, go for it. Do your thing. We were talking a little bit earlier about how Amazon killed that cute little Prime robot. Well, they said they're improving, however, their home robot, Astro with a pet detection feature that will snap video clips so owners can see what their dogs and cats are doing and opt to receive live views or photos, like when you're at work. The robot's artificial intelligence is getting smarter as well, so the tech will be able to learn about objects in the owner's homes, like their pet food bowls. (laughs) So one would presume that if you're detecting a pet food bowl, you could then snap a picture, send it to the owner of the pet if it's empty, right? Because, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to leave food or they've, they've consumed all the water, whatever. 
Because otherwise, what's the, what's the good about detecting a pet food bowl? Uh, yep, I'm, it's a food bowl. I'm still trying to find out what's good about having a camera in your home that anybody can uh, you know hack into and access. Oh, come on. You have cameras in your home. I have the camera that's built into one of my brilliant light switches, which I keep covered all the time. And I have the camera <laughs> that's built into my uh, Echo Show, which I keep covered all the time. Other than that, I have cameras all over the outside of my house. Oh. But, you know, I, so, don't, know, I, don't, I don't trust the safety, the security of, of these devices. I keep hearing about things getting hacked into and, you know. Are you really that paranoid? Well, you know, sometimes I like to walk around my house in my underwear. And I, I don't, don't want people hear watching that. me. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Well, you could set up a, what is it, OnlyFans or something, <laughs> make yeah. money. Well, no, probably not. Well, I mean, I've always said that I you know, I could make a lot of money being an anti-stripper. Because <laughs> people would pay me a lot to keep my clothes on. Yeah, there you <laughs> so go. So I'll, I'll start an OnlyFans page, and I'll, keep, I'll threaten to take something off unless you pay me. <laughs> I, somehow I don't see that as being very effective in the long run. I mean, you might get a couple of bucks. Yeah. Would you pay Chris to keep his clothes on? 800-899-INTO or use the Into Tomorrow app. Either way, participate. Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Then thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option, and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. I can't let diabetes get in my way. So here's what I do. I wear the Dexcom G6. It continuously sends my glucose numbers to my phone, and the arrow shows me where I'm headed and how fast, without finger sticks or scanning, making it much easier to keep my glucose in range. The more time I spend in range, the better I feel, and the more I can cross off my list. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Check out Dexcom.com slash in range. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 27th year covering the latest in cool consumer technology. And of course, that includes everything from products and services and gadgets and gizmos and websites and apps, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. Delighted that you've tuned in again this week and even more delighted when you participate, when you call in to the program. There are so many cool ways to join us if you've got any questions about anything involving consumer technology, or maybe a question about a recent guest, uh, or you just want to help another listener. We love those calls, listeners helping listeners. Um, maybe you just want to share some tech rage. That's fine, too. You can join us anytime, 24-7. Three different easy ways. The old-fashioned way still works. You can call the following toll-free number. It's toll-free from anywhere in North America. 800-899-INTO. 
INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Or you can use the free INTO TOMORROW app. We much prefer that whenever you can. It's a very small, quick, easy app that gives you lots of cool stuff, but also the ability to message the studio and participate that way. And you sound like you're right here in the studio with us. So that's the best quality as well. Or on any device with a browser and a microphone. So your laptop, your, your tablet, your desktop computer, or your phone. You can visit us at intotomorrow.com and click on the Ask Dave little red microphone on the right-hand side of your browser and participate that way. Either way, we'd love to have you joining us into tomorrow. Our guest this hour created an app that is taking on a lot of the legwork, if you will, when it comes to booking travel. So that certainly got our attention, and one of our producers said, hey, let's talk about this. Maybe we can help some folks. The editor-in-chief of Way Away is Mike Cole. Mike, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Dave, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Good. I should say I didn't create the app myself, although I'd love to take credit for it. Go. But I'm in charge of content for it for the app. Well, that's good. That that works just as well, as a matter of fact, and that's fine. Where are you joining us from today? I'm in Northern Virginia, outside DC. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, we're glad that you could spend a couple of minutes with us. Uh, tell me first a little bit about the company, and then let's get into the Way Away app itself. So Way Away grew out of travel payouts, which is one of the world's biggest um, travel affiliate programs. Um, I think the biggest um, travel only program in the world. Um, so when the pandemic came, we started thinking about ways that we could share the wealth, not only with, uh, with affiliates, but with consumers. And we hit on the idea of putting together the Way Away app. Um, so this is a, a flight search app um, that gives you cash back. It also gives you access to tons of great content, which is what I work on. Wow. Well, you got my attention at cashback because those of us who do travel, and yeah, we get to do that again, even though we had a little hiatus for a couple of years for a lot of travel. But we've been back on the road recently, back from Berlin and covering our 10 days at IFA, big trade show, etc. And if you can provide cash back, how does that work? How is it that if somebody books through you guys, we get cash back or you say it benefits the consumer that certainly sounds like it does definitely at a time like this with inflation like this and, and ticket prices so high it's definitely the the top selling point um so you do need to be a subscriber um if you're not a subscriber you can still uh, you can still use our, our search service and, and buy tickets but if you're a subscriber you get up to 10 percent cash back on um, travel purchases uh -huh. um yeah and and what does it cost to be a subscriber or is there a cost um, so it's currently forty nine ninety nine, although um, not forever. Okay, <laughs> not so forever. <laughs> but right now, so fifty bucks basically is that a year? I hope or or a month. That's right, a year. A year. Okay, so if we pay just under fifty bucks a year, uh, we can get some cash back. And how do you determine how much cash back we get if we book a flight through you, for example? Um, it, it it depends on the the provider. Uh, you get cash back for flights, hotels, and car rentals. Also, travel insurance. And there are different rates for different providers. Oh, okay. So some are a little more competitive, no doubt, than others, and therefore offer you more, so you can offer me as a consumer more. No. Yep. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, why would why would somebody want to buy a subscription though if they could use your service anyway? I, I get that they don't get cash back if they're not a subscriber. Uh, is that really the main or the only real advantage at that point to spending the just under fifty bucks a year? 
Um, so not the only advantage, although, of course, money is the, the universal language. So yeah. That's what gets people's attention. Um, but uh, I'd like to hope that uh, our content, which we spend a lot of time working on, we, we really uh, we have 300 character descriptions and beautiful pictures. And we spend a lot of time finding just the right joke to get in there, just the, the right awful pun to include in the text. Uh, <laughs> we'd like, like to hope that subscribers enjoy reading it for its own sake and also maybe get some ideas about where they can go next. Um, what places would be cool to visit? Well, you're a, you're a man after my own heart if you do puns and, and make it fun. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm, I, I don't do anything unless I can have fun with it. I'm a riot at funerals. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, but the fact is that if it's not fun, whatever it is you're doing, don't do it or do something else, right? Because life is too short in general. So if you can do something and it makes it fun, oh, and by the way, you can also get a few bucks back, that seems to be a win-win scenario as far as I'm concerned. What kind of content is included in the app itself? So for, um, for large destinations, um, primarily in the States, but not only, we have plenty of, of uh, cities around the world. You'll see neighborhoods. You'll get a, a map of, of the city you're visiting with descriptions of the sort of the vibe in each place. Um, get descriptions of classic sites and local favorites. Um, so the former would be, you know, the Eiffel Tower. Latter would be maybe cultural spaces, places you might visit on your second time in the city, that kind of thing. Uh, we also have Insta spots, which is a pretty cool uh, part of the app. Where Insta, wait, Insta spots, a, is that like as in Instagram? <laughs> so if you're exactly. looking to do things on anti-social media, as I like to call it, uh, those would be spots you want to look at. So uh, it is uh, it is social media focused, but not only. It's also great for photographers. Um, uh, you don't have to be taking pictures of yourself, which is cool. You can take <laughs> pictures of the beautiful world around us. Um, and we work with local photographers to identify um, cool places to go. Uh, we get pictures from them showing what the place looks like and also tips on how to take good photos, maybe tips on where you can get coffee in the area after you take some pics. Oh, very cool. So, And I like the fact that you don't have to be doing selfies. Uh, you can still enjoy and perhaps better off enjoying uh, the sights around you. I mean, there's so many people, I think, in the last few years, especially the younger folk, that seem to always look at really nice places only through their phone. And mm. that's sad, you know, enjoy where you are. Sure, snap some pics, do a selfie, not too close to the edge of a cliff or something like that. But my goodness, enjoy where you're traveling and really suck it all in, right? Like a sponge so that you really have a good experience. Oh, and by the way, here's some pictures if you care to see them, you know, but don't, don't be the other I, way around. Yeah. I remember, I think the very first selfie I saw being taken was uh, maybe 12 or 13 years ago. Maybe I was late. I'm not sure. But it was at the Parthenon. There was a guy there, oh. not with a phone, but with a, a big professional camera taking a picture <laughs> of himself. And I just thought, that's odd. And yeah. now it's just the way we live. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny you mentioned that, too, because I can remember at the Parthenon uh, in Athens, you know, saying, can take a picture of me in front of here, would you? Because I think it's cool. I want to show I was here. And that was before the uh, popularity of selfies. I'm not a selfie guy, uh, so I don't do selfies anyway. But some of those things, yeah, I get it. But now the rest of the pictures should be of the area itself. They don't have to all include you, right? Mm-hmm. 
I so, agree. So something to think about. I'm noticing on your website, too, you do a lot with exploring national parks. So kudos to you guys for including that. Uh, you get a lot of response from folks that are saying, wow, there's all these great things in our own backyard. It might be a backyard across the country or otherwise. But yeah, let's explore more national parks that we have. Absolutely. Yeah. So we launched this summer. Um, it's a bit, it's early days. Um, we're still waiting on statistically significant uh, numbers, but the people who have seen the app have been really impressed. Um, I think nothing feels better than when you get word from a local. And I should mention that all of our content is produced together with locals from the city. Awesome. Um, they look at the final product and they say, wow, this feels like home. This feels like my, my place. Yeah. Oh, that's that's terrific. And then you get that local flavor, right? The the flair as well, because they always say if you're if you don't want to just be a typical tourist, go eat where the locals eat and see the sites the locals like to go to and stuff. And then you're not a typical tourist. You're truly engaging, and especially at a national park. My gosh, what a, what a great opportunity! So we invite our audience to visit your site wayaway.io, and of course we'll get you there when you visit. Visit intotomorrow.com. Mike Cole, the editor-in-chief of Way Away. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Good luck to you guys. No doubt on the site there's more info, and you can also look, I guess, in your favorite app store uh, for Way Away app, correct? That's right. That's right. All right. Terrific. Well, thanks for joining us, and maybe we'll meet up sometime on one of these awesome trips, perhaps at a national park. Let's do it. Or the Parthenon. No selfie. Yeah, there you go. We'll do We'll do a dual selfie at the Parthenon. Wow. I like it. We'll book it. Thank you, Mike. Mike Thank Cole, editor-in-chief of wayaway.io. And as I mentioned, we'll get you to Mike's site. You'll see what he and his team are up to when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's more to come, as always right here on Into Tomorrow on the Advanced Media Network. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Welcome back to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, the real brains behind this operation. What? So if you have a tech question, ask Dave so he can ask me. Call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. 
or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Oh, thank you. But yeah, I guess that's true because the youngsters these days are the real brains behind a lot of tech, helping their parents and grandparents and teachers and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't feel old until the day came when he had to show me how to do something on my phone. That's when I felt old. <laughs> when your kids are showing you how to use technology, you're old. That's true. And especially then he makes fun of you, too. Yeah. How did you not know that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What can we say? Welcome back into tomorrow. That's something we can say. Thanks for tuning in. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast. Start your free trial at blubrry.com. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. This week in 1879, after 14 months of experimenting in Menlo Park, New Jersey, Thomas Edison succeeded in producing a working prototype of the electric incandescent lamp using, using a filament of carbonized thread. Oh, and, he wasn't beaming people uh, up. No. He was just beaming a little bit of light. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Uh, it lasted for 13 and a half hours before burning out. Ooh. Edison made the first public demonstration of, it, of his incandescent lamp uh, that December. It was during this time he said, quote, We will make electricity so cheap that only the rich will burn candles. He obviously uh, Interesting quote, though. Yeah, he obviously didn't foresee how expensive electricity would be these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. This week in 1919, the Radio Corporation of America, or RCA, was formed. The company became a giant in electronics, especially radios and TVs. Okay. In 1954, Texas Instruments announced the first transistor radio. They quickly became one of the most popular electronic communication devices in history. Skippy! I'm so happy! With billions manufactured during the 60s and 70s. In 1967, this week, Mariner 5 did a flyby of Venus and sent back data indicating that the planet had, you know, you and your uh, sound button. What? It's not me. It's sound the machine. folks in the control room. I'm going to take away your sound machine. Oh, oh I guess um, I'll be silenced. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> I was saying a Mariner 5, yeah. It sent back data indicating that the planet had no magnetic field and that its surface was unfit for human habitation. So this uh, spacecraft did its job. Yeah. Yeah, All systems are functioning within normal parameters. And this week in 2019, thank God it's coming to an end. Uh, was it as good for you as it was for me? NASA astronauts Jessica Meir and Christina Koch took part in the first all-woman spacewalk when they ventured out of the International Space Station to replace a power controller. Let's get nuts! Hey, that's our look back at This Week in Tech History. No, that's the whole point. <laughs> they didn't have any... On the, um, on the space one. Uh, the, this Week in Tech History is brought to you by IFA in Berlin. Great. Yeah, exactly. The Global Innovation Show since 1924 for consumer tech and home appliances. Check out ifa-berlin.com. Sorry. Sometimes people just can't help themselves. Ah, boy. Let's get nuts. What can I say? Peter in Wilmington, Delaware. Welcome into tomorrow. Hi, Dave. I'm wondering if you can give any advice for positioning an indoor HD antenna so that it receives the maximum number of over-the-air television stations? Ooh, that's a, that's a really good question, but unfortunately, it really is a case-by-case situation because over-the-air TV can be blocked by all kinds of physical obstacles, such as buildings, trees, the fat lady on the corner, mountains, uh, and your reception will likely be better, of course, if you're close to the source and higher rather than lower to the ground. 
If an outdoor antenna is an option for you, those tend to work better since you can position them higher and outside the walls of your own home. In my own home, I have as tall a mast as I could get that the homeowner association would still allow. And by the way, they have to allow them because you have to be able to get over-the-air TV signals if your area has them. Um, But I have a tall mast and live in Miami. I can get West Palm stations because of the height, right? And the antenna kind of pointed north from where I am. But for an internal antenna, the only thing you can really do is try it in a bunch of different locations and see which ones are less affected by your own home, by your neighbors, the obstacles between you and the tower, and so forth. And there are a few websites, like nocable.org, that will allow you to put in your zip code and get a list of local TV channels and their distance to you, as well as the cardinal direction to their antenna. I like that name of their website, nocable.org. It's a great site. Yes. Uh, now, that can help get a picture of what you may be able to realistically reach and where you're better off positioning your antenna. Uh, nocable.org in particular will also give each channel a marker to let you know which channels may be easy to get and which will be challenging to receive. Ah, so that can be very helpful, Peter, amongst others listening, too, with a similar situation. But r- let's go back real quick to if there's any way you can put an outdoor antenna as high as you can that's always going to be your best bet. And then you run a piece of coax down to your TV and the antenna input, tuner input, and you'll be surprised you'll get a lot of the... And here's the other cool thing. Unlike cable or satellite, if anybody's still using satellite TV, DISH and DirecTV, that kind of nonsense, it's not compressed. So you're really seeing a good quality, high-definition picture from your local television stations, whichever ones you're able to receive in your area. Yeah, because that's the thing about over the air is it's very directional. And, you know, down here in Miami, I think all but one of our local TV stations have their towers in the same general area. Yeah. And then one station is the opposite direction yeah. from, like, where your house is. So yep. it's you got to kind of pick and choose. That's true. <laughs> and and I, I can still get that station, but it's not nearly as good as the other stations that are, of course, in that direction. Now, you can also put a secondary antenna pointed that way, a yaggy thing, and what, but it gets a little more complicated. But you can get a very inexpensive outdoor antenna and a mast at your local hardware store and mount it securely. Be sure and ground it if, if uh, lightning is an issue. <laughs> but there are things you got to play with in order to get that reception of local channels. Yeah, and failing that, you know, maybe try a foil hat or something. No, no. <laughs> no. Well, only if your left leg is up and your right, right arm is straight out yeah. and you're touching the TV. Right. Then you got a shot, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Shall we move along? <laughs> yeah. How about Nathan in Kennett Square? Is it? Kennett Square. Kennett Square. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Pennsylvania. Oh, another one. Make sure to go out and vote. Uh, clicked on the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Nathan. I have a question regarding cell phone service options. Uh, my dad's uh, 86 years old and has trouble using his cell phone. Previously, he did well with the flip phone and the manual buttons. He's now has tried an iPhone and has trouble using the touch-based keyboard on the phone. Mm. I was wondering if there's any suggestions for access to a cell phone and data for a senior who may have difficulty with finger pad touching due to his age and other age-related things such as vision and techno-savvy. 
thank you very much and appreciate any recommendations you might have of technology that could be helpful for my dad in an, a world that's requiring him to use his cell phone on a regular basis. Very good question. And I can relate to all the things he talked about, except maybe being a little more techno savvy because it's what we do. But Nathan, all of the big cell phone service providers still offer feature phones, just the same regular flip phones with physical keyboards that he may already be used to. For example, Verizon is currently selling nine feature phones, which they refer to as basic phones. Some are able to serve as LTE hotspots even, so they can provide a connection for a computer, a tablet, or perhaps some other device. Yeah, and T-Mobile offers another three, and AT&T another four. Uh, in terms of prices, you're looking at roughly a minimum of around $100. A few are less expensive, but most are in the two to $300 range. Uh, now, there's a company called Jitterbug that specializes in phones for seniors. They have touchscreen and traditional keypad models. They're not very expensive since they're also not very powerful. And Jitterbug offers their own phone plans, which can include a life alert type of service to connect senior citizens to different emergency services. Yeah, And there are a bunch of phones, some of these feature phones or basic phones, that have extra large buttons, which is also helpful to someone who you know has some issues with vision. And you don't have to worry about fumbling to find your reading glasses every time you want to dial the phone. So you might look into some of those and, and just visit a, a local store. Hopefully there's one nearby you for the carrier that he's already on with his phone. And just explain the same thing and say you want to see some of these and try to find out. Bring dad with you and find out if he's comfortable with one or more and then see if you can get a little trade in happening. See what happens there. Let us know your thoughts. Maybe you have some additional suggestions for Nathan and other folks with a similar issue. We love listeners helping listeners. 800-899-INTO or use the Into Tomorrow app. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. I can't let diabetes get in my way. So here's what I do. I wear the Dexcom G6. It continuously sends my glucose numbers to my phone. And the arrow shows me where I'm headed and how fast. Without finger sticks or scanning, making it much easier to keep my glucose in range. The more time I spend in range, the better I feel. And the more I can cross off my list. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Check out Dexcom.com slash in range. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Did you know Facebook causes you to overestimate how happy your friends are and in turn makes you more depressed? Yeah, sounds about accurate. Yeah, another little Into Tomorrow tech tidbit for you that's 
fun to discuss at the water cooler. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 to get more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Do you podcast? I do. Of course. Well, we're doing it right now, even, as a matter of fact. But if you are a podcast fan... Um, and perhaps you're listening to us on our 24-7 stream or otherwise, you want to get our free podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, in 2022's second quarter, Spotify edged out what had been the leader, Sirius XM Media. I don't know how this satellite radio that compresses the heck out of everything ends up being a leader in the podcast network, but they had been, not now. Edison Podcast Media Metrics data indicated that they were ousted by Spotify. iHeartRadio rounded out the top three networks ranked by number of weekly listeners. Smart speaker growth has stalled, with 41% of Americans owning such a device as of second quarter of this year. This after smart speaker ownership soared from 2017 to 2019, the slowdown in adoption has also caused the amount of AM-FM radio listening that occurs on the devices to stabilize. While listening to radio on smart speakers has also leveled off, it remains vital to American radio as these devices are more likely to be the only radio device in the home these days. Hmm. That's not encouraging. No. But if people wonder why we went all digital and fully into our podcasts, that's one reason. I'm trying to think around my house. Yeah, I mean, I think I only have one traditional radio, and it was an inheritance from my grandmother. Of a, It was an old replica of a, an Edison radio. Ah, uh, and you don't want to toss it because no. it was from her. Right. And it's yeah. A, yeah. I don't even have it plugged in, but that's the only traditional actual radio. Well, no, and I do have a little battery-powered hurricane radio in my in my little hurricane kit. Well, that's different. That I haven't replaced the batteries in in like three years, so I probably oh, great. should check that. You might want to check that because if they've ruined and leaked, now you've ruined the radio, yeah. too. So but, you might want to check that. Yeah, it's a nice little HD radio with the Into Tomorrow logo on it. Oh, very nice. Yeah. But, see, that's pretty sad if you think about it because the vast majority of homes these days either don't have a radio. I mean, look at the cars. A lot of them don't have AM radio anymore. And they have FM just because... But how many people do you know that are listening to radio even in their cars anymore? You listen to your streaming. Yeah. And there you go. So that's pretty sad that the only radio device in the home frequently is just a smart speaker as considered a radio device. Wow. Telehealth services have really taken off since the start of the pandemic. That makes it surprising that a major player is shutting down its program. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. The COVID pandemic has accelerated a lot of changes in our healthcare systems. One particular area, telehealth, has become popular with patients for its convenience and efficiency. That's why it's a bit of a head-scratcher to learn that Amazon has decided to shut down its innovative Amazon Care service by the end of this year. When it launched three years ago for Amazon employees in some limited markets, it included virtual visits with healthcare professionals. It then expanded to the public, and Amazon even announced major expansion of the program earlier this year. Apparently, the company was not able to sign up enough enterprise customers for the service. Amazon is not giving up on healthcare, however. In addition to other projects, 
it recently bought a telehealth service with nearly 200 clinics around the country. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, it kind of makes you wonder about the decisions made by Amazon, including a brand new, humongous, I've never seen a warehouse as big as this anywhere, just up the street from us, that's been empty for the better part of a year and a half with Amazon all over it, and it's not even being used. Well, there's apparently a lot of those around the country. Yeah. And many more, because they're yeah, shutting them down. But here's another classic example that Alfred brought up. Because people don't want to trust Amazon with their health stuff. Yeah. You know, it's well. like I was looking for something recently on the uh, Target app. And it you know, mentioned, you know, okay, here's your stores. Here's the last two stores you visited. You visited this store on October 8th. I was like, well, I didn't even have the app open. So that's just my phone. The location services of Google telling the Target app on my phone, hey, this person's at that store now, even though you know, I didn't even have that Target app open. We're so. going to get a lot more of that into tomorrow, if you will. A lot of t- You're going to walk into a store that you normally would be then using their Wi-Fi, for example. So they got you. And they're going to say, hey, Chris, while you're here, yeah, you you once bought such and such. It's on sale. Get it again. And th- now that may be handy for you. You might say, you know what? I do need that. And if I can save a couple of bucks, sure. Okay, thanks. But it can also be very irritating. Yeah. <laughs> and I think most people are going to say, stop it. It's like a salesperson that's following you around the store. Can I help you? Can I help you? Can, what are you looking for? Maybe I can help. Leave me alone. If I need your help, I'll ask for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they still are hounding you. It's like, enough. Now it's digitally hounding. But yeah. you're going to see more of it and not less of it. Yeah, and it's, it's sad. It is sad. Wow. By the way, you might want to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider. It's his freakly, freakly. <laughs> well, sometimes it is freakly yeah. when he talks about what Amazon's doing. Right. His free weekly newsletter when you visit healthtechinsider.com. John in Bridgewater, New Jersey, use the Ask Dave button, we love you for that, on intotomorrow.com to participate. Hello, John. I just wanted to call up and congratulate you as we end the three-hour model and moving to the one-hour model. It's been a great 27 years, looking forward to many more, and hopefully Dave gets the time off that he needs as a result of this, because we don't want him to go away. Anyway, looking forward to year 28 coming up, and hope you guys have a great rest of the year. Well, thank you, John. That, that's very nice. And I, I, as I do with most of the calls, I never hear them ahead of time. And I didn't hear that. You surprised me with that. Well, you see, now, now that you're on your second week of a little more time, what are you doing with yourself? Taking a nap. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wish. But that's that's very that's very cool of, of him and several other listeners who have shared with us on Facebook and emails and so forth and Insta. Uh, as well as fake book and and all of that, that uh, they understand how we look ahead into tomorrow. I mean, look at that last story I did about how radio is not even in most homes anymore. So, yeah, we tend to look ahead. And from a three-hour weekly show, after a while, it's, you know, I love doing it. We love hearing from people and helping solve digital dilemmas. But after a while, you know, we got to go more digital, fully digital, and that's what we've done. And if you're hearing this on our podcast, thank you. And please pick five of your favorite friends or enemies and get them to subscribe to our podcast as well. Because that's important, and they'll participate. We'll send them prizes as well. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because you talk about you know going digital because radio is the last like analog medium that's still in use in the world today. Yeah, I mean, even television went digital years ago. <laughs> that's true. 
That's true. And while there is certainly some digital radio. And, yeah, I mean, you got and HD, HD radio is all yeah. digital. But it, traditional radio, it's, it's all analog. Yeah. And we talked about why most radio manufacturers and car manufacturers have eliminated AM altogether. And we were on a whole bunch of AM stations that, unfortunately, people shared with us. They don't even listen on the radio. They listen to our podcast because they want it at their convenience. That's a shame. But that's kind of the way things went. And because we look into tomorrow, we thought, all right, let's just concentrate on that. So thank you, John. I appreciate that and appreciate your support of it. Because, yeah, it had me worried. We let our stations know, what, two and a half months in advance so that they could replace us with whatever other weekend programming they decided to do. You know, call the lawyer or, you know, get help from the plumber or whatever else. But we made that decision. And people like John are backing us up. And we appreciate that. It makes me feel gooder. There you go. Much more better. Right. Because that's what counts. (laughs) What do you think? I hope that you are not only subscribing to our free podcast, because unlike some other tech shows, we're not charging you for our podcast. That's absurd. Who the heck would do that? she does anyway uh, but let us know what you think and if hopefully you're enjoying our new version of into tomorrow each and every week at intotomorrow.com but let us hear from you too we appreciate that you want to make me feel good too right sure. bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology this has been into tomorrow with dave graveline to participate with dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime 24 7 Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.